0: Hey, Zero Block 30 listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Pride members can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Welcome back to another episode of Zero Block 30, and today we are presented by our friends at Arbortech. Arbortech Tools is changing the carving game. If you like a little bit of art, you like a little bit of wood, folks, Arbortech Tools is the spot for you. I was just goofing around on some websites because I am like legit obsessed with doing DIY stuff, woodworking and things like that, so I'm constantly looking at different shit I can buy. One of the places that I go is this really nice website called Rockler, and they have all kinds of nice tools and stuff like that that's for carpentry and woodworking. I saw the Arbortech products on there yesterday for the first time, and I freaked out a little bit because they're brand new on the website and it gives so much validity. If you know about tools at all, if it's on Rockler, it's great. But you're not going to go there because Rockler's not going to give you a discount because they don't have the discount code like we do. It's ArbortechTools.com with the promo code zero. You're going to get 10% off. I don't know if I'm going to do a video for the first time of making a honeypot or if I'm going to make a bar stool out of the different logs I have in my backyard. Either way, I'm going to do it. And not only am I going to get into a little Carpenter and so is Catherine. Catherine's gonna get into it, baby goofing, right?
2: Yeah, we got a huge ArborTech tools box at the office yesterday. A lot of the folks were—they're like, "Why does Kate get all this sweet stuff?" Yeah, so Cons and I got this huge shipment, and I was like, "Cause we're actually gonna build something here in the office. I don't know what it's gonna be. I texted Chaps yesterday. I was like, you tell me what wood to get. I wanna—it's some sort of knickknack for the baby's room. I wanna start small and easy, but I'm gonna make Cons help me, and we're gonna—we're gonna fucking do it."
1: I'm—I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I don't know what I'm gonna make, but I'm gonna make something. Well, there you
0: go. Kyle's <laughs> going to get his shipment, too. You should get your shipment soon if you go to ArborTechTools.com with the promo code zero. You can check out all our stuff there. Let's get into the show today. We have five rounds in the magazine. Round number one. This one set Twitter ablaze yesterday. Round number one. Get your sunglasses emojis ready because we're going to be off to a big-time horny start. And it's all thanks to the Fort Bragg Twitter account, who had a very public Fort Boner for a gallon OnlyFans. In fact, it was so bad, Fort Bragg deleted their entire account. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that part.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. A,
0: a base just absolutely was like, you know what? Twitter's not for us. We're not ready <laughs> for it yet. We we have a – I mean, Fort Bragg, it's not like it's a little podunk mission like somewhere small. Yeah. Fort Bragg is the biggest post in the Army.
1: Yeah. Pretty important. We have some, think- some legit units coming out of Fort Bragg too. It's oh,
2: I, somebody's got a unit on Fort Bragg, and it was oh, no. it was raging. That's for sure. <laughs> But it's a, this is a good vibe story. It united a lot of people on social media yesterday. So mm-hmm. mm.
0: <laughs> Round number two, people don't want to talk about one of the biggest struggles leaving the military life. It's gaining a little weight after organized PT ends. I caught up with one of my former Marines who is brave enough to talk about their struggle. I always like getting back with my former Marines and having them on the pod. This will be a good one. You'll want to hear that. Round number three, remember the soldier who got in trouble for jumping with his goldfish? Well, now the Army is looking into a soldier who vibed with cranberry juice and Fleetwood mech during an airborne jump. Oh, good. I thought it was going to be that one guy who uh, made the viral video of him with like nods on his head and he's cruising down and he's on a longboard skateboard. It's like, if you're getting upset with that, what are we
2: doing? No, this is a slightly good. different vibe, but still I guess a good if vibe. If you're
0: jumping, you got to pay attention. I eh. guess that's kind of important. Safety is paramount. If Round you're number a four. Nerd. If there's anything I know from my former pastor days, it's that the clergy like to have a little F-U-N, folks. One chaplain is gathering around with the troop, putting their pockets boots down, and picking up a few cosmopolitans at the local macaroni grill. Little did he know that it would lead him to kicked the fuck out of the military with the general court-martial. Yikes. That's not easy. I don't know. if That might be the first general court-martial of a chaplain in US military history. It's gotta it's gotta be one of only a handful. Unreal. Mm-hmm. Round number five, a woman who once went commando killing Soviet Wait, we talking commando like that's what I She, taught, that's, she that's did I have taught. underwear
2: on. She had underwear <laughs> right. on. It's more right, of she doing. just picked up a, a like a farm scathe and started myrtle ecking folks. Is this <laughs> okay?
0: She went commando kind of like Rambo, killing yes. Soviets as they tried to capture her village, and then spent years as a warlord fighting the Taliban, has finally turned herself over to hear them. <laughs> uh, hear the story about the Afghanistans woman, warlord, commander pigeon?
2: Her commander pigeon, because they said she was, I guess there's pigeons are stealthier in Afghanistan. They said she had the stealth, the killer stealth of a pigeon. Uh, But she is uh, <laughs> this. Her story is absolutely incredible. She's a bad bitch. OK. All right. I'll tell you
0: that much. And she's. That's going to be a yeah. good one. I can't wait to talk about that. Her, st- her picture that you put in here. Grizzly. Like you look at her and you like, oh, man. She would kick my ass in a heartbeat.
2: Oh, yeah. There's a story. We'll get to it shortly. But there's a story about a journalist, a young woman who goes to see her and interview her. And this commander ends up like shoving food in her mouth and like just totally dominating her. And she's like a wild, She's a wild woman. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. OK. Yeah. I want to before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to the chief master sergeant mm-hmm. of the Air Force. I We've talked a lot about on the show that. Like, sexual harassment, the unfair treatment of women in the military is pervasive in a lot of areas. I think this Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force is going to change things. Like, the way that she is approaching her new leadership position, I think is incredible. Like, she's gone on Facebook, seen different trolley comments, be like, you know what, you email me and have your— The leadership emailed me, too. She saw a post of a young woman who was talking about being sexually harassed and sexually assaulted, and her leadership didn't do anything. She stepped right in and went straight to the heart of the matter. I think that's a great example because you do not want to be the staff NCO, the officer who has the chief master sergeant in the Air Force. Calling you and being like, why am I dealing with this before you're dealing with this? What what's wrong with your leadership style, you need to get it and doing it so publicly and saying this is something that we're going to tackle. Huge, huge shout out to her. I'm excited about her leadership. Yeah, from all Fort brag, we're doing. I don't mean to brag, but they got some penises down there, don't they, Kate?
2: They absolutely do, <laughs> and folks,
0: that was weird.
2: Folks, <laughs> I mean, they do though. It is quite. You find a military base, you find yourself a sausage fest. Yeah. Us ladies are yeah. getting in there, but they're still. Oh yeah. uh, But it has been a horny week online, all around, and it mm-hmm. it it kicked off with CNN contributor and staff writer for the New Yorker Jeffrey Tubin. Who was caught masturbating allegedly during a Zoom meeting in front of several staffers this week? Oh, I don't
0: think we have to say allegedly. It's
2: proven. Uh, it's proven. <laughs> Tubin was mocked
1: nothing, across. Nothing alleged about it, in fact. <laughs> yeah.
2: Tubin was then mocked across social media with so many jokes at his expen- expense that hashtag MeTubin began trending. Um, <laughs> and I, it was, the internet was just hardcore goofing on this motherfucker. Oh, yeah.
0: If there's a dick story that comes out, It's like all bets are off. Here we go.
2: And it's because especially these days, we just really need a wacky dick story. Well, just when you thought that we couldn't get any hornier and the internet couldn't get any more horned up and talking about this stuff, move aside, Tubin, because here comes Fort Bragg.
0: No 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 no. We're not gonna skip over it. There's also the people's mayor. The people's mayor was horned up oh, and feeling too. Yes. Yeah, you can't skip that. Jeffrey Tubin has to be thrilled that Rudy Giuliani's photo leaked of him reaching inside his trousers and feeling for a little trouser snake. He has to be so excited about that. Now yeah.
1: I saw that that was incorrect and inaccurate and that he was merely fixing his shirt.
2: I never once in my life have laid down flat on a bed and reached deep into my pants to fix my shirt.
1: Yeah, he's tucking his shirt in with his sports coat on and going all the way down to the bottom of his trousers. Linda, 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 listen. I'm just telling you what was said. That's all I'm doing here.
2: Anyway, as part of the new Borat movie, he got got uh, Rudy Giuliani, and there's some compromising photos, whether you agree with how they were gotten or not. Uh, pretty pretty weird. I would say I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn weird. So it's been a weird, a weird sex week going on here. Weird vibes. Everybody's <laughs> all horned up and looking for little nuggets. Very juice.
0: Babadook kind of vibe.
2: Very Babadook, <laughs> and that's where Fort Bragg comes in. Finally, now the third story <laughs> of the week, and it began with this: a tweet by a woman named on on Twitter, Quinn Finite, and it's a photo of her. The camera say is down on a chair.
0: And let's just say, titties be poppin'.
2: Titties are poppin'. She has her top (laughs) pulled up, and you can see her enormous, beautiful breasts. I mean, these are a real set of honkers she's got on her. Mm -hmm. And she says, your boner's point of view. So it's a view as if your penis was looking up in her. Very artsy. It was very artsy. To which the official, official verified Fort Bragg account replied, my faces, then my boners, then my faces again, before I come up to give you a long, deep kiss. My goodness, Fort Bragg.
0: Forty (laughs) Bragg. Then
2: things got a little more innocent when Quinn tweeted out, coffee. I guess she was going to get coffee. And Fort Bragg replied, tea. (laughs) Instead, they're flirting now. (laughs) Fort Bragg was flirting. Then it got more serious. Rascals. Quinn then tweeted out later in the day, bro, why did you subscribe to my OnlyFans if you hate pubic hair? Why, bro? Why? And she was talking about all the fellas out there, I guess, who subscribed to her OnlyFans and then complain. That she's got pubes on her. Well, Fort Bragg, ahead of their time, said, "He's lost and doesn't know a good thing when it's staring him in the eyes or tickling him his nose." In this case, so Fort Bragg, very. We're talking
0: Cunnilingus now.
2: We're talking Cunnilingus. So this just shows that Fort Bragg is pro going down on a lady and mm-hmm. fine with pubes.
0: Mm. This
2: is this leads me to believe it's it's the person doing this is from the, uh, from the nineties. When that was when pubes were. Oh, so hot. you
0: think it's an older one? I'm just glad it's not Fort, or it's not uh, MCRD Paris Islands. I wouldn't want Bobby Yarbrough's good name to be dragged to the mud. No, month.
2: absolutely, good old well, Bob. After a while, Qu- Quinn noticed that Fort Bragg, the official account, was saying all these horny things to her, and she said she tweeted out, "Someone come get their fort." <laughs> so somebody, your fort is out of control. Come get your fort, goddamn it! Um, and then. The internet then picked it up. Once she tweeted that out, the internet realized that Fort Bragg was horny and exploded. Military people, non-military people, everybody was loving. Her tweets started getting a, thousands of likes.
0: And when a story like this comes up, like or what, a military story that gains widespread traction, we do get tagged in a lot like to get our opinion on it. These are the types that I really love. I don't care about a lot of the drama that goes on, like, People can lose their rifles all damn day. that really doesn't affect me much. You start talking about dicks titties and official base accounts tweeting about it. I am in 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 you are
2: in, and people were having a ton <laughs> of fun at fort bragg's expense this This guy Ben meckler said uh in in regards to the Tubin, the Jeffrey Tubin thing, wonder who's going to jerk it on camera tomorrow. And then a few hours later, he retweeted himself. He's like, oh, guess it's Fort Bragg. Uh, so, yeah, people people across the Internet were just roasting them for being horny. There was a ton of speculation. People trying to defend Fort Bragg, saying it's one of those malicious hack bots and blah, blah, blah. And people were like, hack bots will go have some other agenda, not just getting super horny. I would also like to point Especially out— Especially not
1: for an American military base main account.
2: This was definitely a soldier as well, because they had the same um, grammar and and use of punctuation marks as PFT commenter. Mm. So this was definitely so the boners had an apostrophe. s. it was boners. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we put up a poll on zero block 30 for the horniest military base. And the options were Fort Bragg, Fort Bragg and Navy Coast Guard. Navy Coast Guard still
0: won. So they're, pretty I love morning. it. I
1: love the commitments in Navy Coast Guard. I yeah. actually,
0: Kate, you're wrong here. Grammatically, that is correct because he's talking about the possessive view from his boners. It's his boners' point of view. He is correct in that, in that apostrophe.
2: So, see, I'm right. This probably is somebody older then. If they know what they're doing yeah. in the grammar world, I would say it's someone older. Yeah. No, now, it
0: is bizarre to give your face and your dick both the possessive authority. But, I mean, may a thousand blossoms bloom as far as may I'm concerned. May
2: a thousand blossoms bloom. Uh, <laughs> listen, crocodiles kill so many people every oh, year. I ain't going to
0: spend any no. more time on it because every 90 day a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland.
2: Right, exactly. Well, <laughs> once the fervor had kicked up enough, and I mean, it, it was trending across the oh, internet. Yeah. In Fort Bragg being horny, people were loving it. So, Fort Bragg then put out a tweet saying, as many of you know, there was a string of explicit tweets from our account this afternoon. This was not the work of our admins. Our account was hacked. We apologize to our followers. We have secured our account and are looking into the matter. I'm guessing the person who tweeted that was the same person who was oh, talking yeah. about their face deep in... Way to uh, cover
0: your tracks. Yep. Miss
2: Quinn Finites muff. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Quinn then, while this was happening, while Fort Bragg was trying to do damage control... Quinn was also utilizing all the hubbub. She then offered a fifty percent military discount to all troops on her OnlyFans. Brilliant. Brilliant move. It got and now it has a ton of likes. Um and I actually messaged her last night and was like, Hey do you mind if I ask you a couple questions, blah, 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 She didn't get back to me till this morning, but she is pumped at everything that's going on. She's oh, like, I bet. she's like, this is the best thing ever, basically, is what she's Do you, saying. I mean,
0: if I mean, let's say from this viral tweet, conservatively, you're going to have at least 50 people signed up. And if you're charging five bucks a pop, that's good money every month. I mean, that's a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Pretty good money. And she's lovely. She's gorgeous. She's she's fun. She seems fun. And she's, yeah, she's
0: funny. One of her tweets, normalize horny tweeting from U.S. Army forts. Yeah, people are all
1: about <laughs> well, it. Well, because let's be honest. You know, the military in general, not just Fort Bragg, but the military in general does, in fact, get horny. So I yeah, think it's yeah. honest. It's honest. We do. Yeah. We do get we do. horny.
2: But unfortunately, Fort Bragg themselves could not seem to normalize it. They went ahead and then deleted their account as the saga continued. And this morning, from uh, journalist Alex Horton, the Fort Bragg hack was not a hack, which, no shit, Uh, an administrator for the account, so it was an admin for the account, so that tweet probably came from, uh, identified himself as the source of the tweet's. Appropriate action is underway. The Fort Bragg account will be restored in the coming days, according to spokesman Colonel Joe Pacino. So
1: I need to know what came to light that whoever this person is felt the need to out themselves as opposed to just deny until they died.
0: If we would actually get to a place in the military again where we care about that person to our left and our right. Whenever the first one did it, the rest of them should have put their little dick skinners high in the sky and said, "I am Spartacus as well." Like (laughs) nobody's getting in trouble if we're all being horny. Nobody's horny, and ain't shit you could do Uh, to take a little uh, page out of PMT's book for a little PR spin zone here. All four brag had to do was be like, "Yikes." We've all been on a deployment too long. Can't wait to get back home. Sorry, folks. Yeah. And then just go back to your normal business and act like nothing happens. And it goes away because somebody else, within a matter of moments, let alone days, someone is going to be jerking off as well.
2: Yeah, and probably to Quinn with the fifty percent discount if they're a true. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, I just love the get a thought, discount
0: there and with ArborTech tools with the power chisel right here. Power Give them a little ch- hammer with the power chisel. Speaking
2: of power chisel, my goodness, <laughs> that's. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. But
2: uh, you're talking about you know if one of them should get in trouble, they should all raise their hands and say it was me. I'm picturing like three PAOs admins. <laughs> o- only three have the the password. I wonder if right away, like two of them are two young lady corporals or something,
0: and the third is like the only one I know, like (laughs) the only army PAO I know is Lady Love Staff. That's it.
2: (laughs) And then the third is like this crusty gunny, and right away they're all like, (gasps) and the gunny's like, (laughs) like I I just wish this is one of those moments in the military where I wish I could be a fly on the wall to see as this was going down what was happening in that office.
0: Well, that's a, I, I mean, I think that's a good point, Kate, because. When you're dealing with an account the size of Fort Bragg's Twitter account and like the importance there, that's not something you give somebody right out of like base. No like, shot. You don't, no. They start at like some small level unit, like just a tiny little unit, and that has to go through multiple levels before they get the privileges to just a tweet on their own. You're talking about Fort Bragg, the biggest army base in the world. Come on, man. That's somebody with a little bit of rank on their collar. Mm
2: -hmm. And again, the pubes, that they were into pubes. That's somebody at least, (laughs) I'm going to say at least. That's a dead giveaway. I think once you hit your 30s, fellas, you're going to have to get used to our pubes. We've given up. We're not shaving (laughs) ourselves anymore like that. Well, and we might get a landing strip, but. uh...
0: Before we move on to round number two, I have to say, what a perfect opportunity that this young PAO or this old PAO, whatever they may be, has right now with because they're going to be out of the military soon i have a feeling (laughs) so they have the opportunity to go to three chi.com get a little bit of thc legally which will be fantastic for them fantastic for us fantastic for you i love three chi they have their gummies they have the oils they have the vapes they have all kinds of stuff they're leaders in the game because they invented the using doing all that kind of stuff it is a wonderful product that i fully recommend um they started doing. This is the first federally legal THC product sold in the United States since Prohibition started almost 90 years ago. And the fact that weed is illegal in lots of states and federally is still insane to me, like that we don't allow that to happen. But if you're 21, you can go to 3 chicom basically any state that you're in right now, and get the Delta 8. It is the same kind of feeling that you would get from normal THC but you're going to be more focused, you're going to be more functional, and you're not going to be lazy and paranoid and hungry. You're not going to have all those different side of uh, side effects. Make sure you go to 3chi.com, enter the promo code zero. You're going to get 5% off. I love it. Robbie Fox loves it. Jared loves it. Everybody, large loves it. Everybody that's eating it loves it. Make sure you take it. You must be 21. 3chi.com for vapes, gummies, cures, and all that stuff. Round number two, we're going to bring on one of my former Marines for a quick interview. I think it takes a lot of courage to come on a podcast and be like, look, I've struggled with weight. Like it's not a. it's just something that I've dealt with in the past. Don't you guys think?
2: I think so, too. And I think it's I I honestly do believe that fitness, physical fitness is a huge part of issues that that people get after they get out, because it's also this thing of when you were in you're always looking at what you did when you were in, what you were in charge of. And another thing is how your body looked. You were in the Mm -hmm. probably some of the best shape of your life. And now it makes you feel like even more of a failure or a less than sometimes. I know I've felt that way when Mm -hmm. there's simple things that I struggle with now. I'm like, man, why did you let yourself go?
1: Like you really had it going on. There's there's certain just physiological aspects to it, where as you get older, your metabolism slows down. So it becomes even harder and more of a challenge to to me, which I thought was
0: bullshit, too. Like for when I was always skinny as hell, I thought it was bullshit. Next thing you know, I turned 29. I'm like, what the hell is this?
2: I just feel like so say you go to a college reunion. All your college buddies and, you know, whatever, and you meet up with them 10 years later, people are going to look kind of more or less the same. You're already headed in that trajectory in college. If you go to a military reunion 10 years later, it's like, oh, we all got fat. Whoa. I mean, <laughs> even when you're dealing with
0: SEALs, like some of the SEALs that I follow on Twitter when they bring in oh, a Navy yeah. SEAL buddy, they look like they are legitimate walruses, not SEALs. Like yeah. They look <laughs> chubby as all hell. To get to the bottom of it, we brought in one of my former Marines. Here's what Here's what he's doing to get back in shape. Totally I it. clipped, uh, I clipped the scene from Austin Powers, and it's fat bastard going. I'm unhappy because I. Eat. I
2: hate you so much. I hate you so
1: much. I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes. there's a little look behind the scenes. Sometimes our group, our group chat, like gets going pretty quickly, and if you're off doing something and you, you come back it. to it later. 20 texts you miss like ah, i'm not gonna go back and read that or you scroll quickly and you don't necessarily get the context i think that happens often God
0: yeah damn i it. told i told everybody yesterday i wanted to introduce something that we're gonna start calling audio memes and i think it's gonna gonna be a big hit. that was our first audio memes courtesy of austin powers all right let's Case.
2: Here I am feeling it's sentimental so and thinking of me and my buddies, <laughs> feeling bad about ourselves <laughs> and needing to fix. So our-
0: perfect, so just so unbelievably genuine. All right, <laughs> right let's
1: move. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> move ask, on to I'm sorry. I just three. I just need to ask a question. Why is on the sheet? Why is there a picture of Carrie Bradshaw sipping a cosmopolitan?
0: Well, that's because in um. One of the stories about the chaplain, he got drunk at the macaroni grill and drank five Cosmopolitans.
2: Yes, put it in the wrong spot. (laughs) You're welcome, guys.
0: Let's move on to round number three. Doing a little cranberry goofing, just in case you're on your period. Let's get going with round number three. What's going on with that, that one, Kate?
2: Is that what you think cranberry
0: juice is for, for when you're on your period? Haven't you ever seen The Departed? Yeah.
2: I thought it was for after you have sex, you drink it so you don't get a UTI. You're an to accept Oh. Greenberry I only juice.
1: ever, <laughs> ever chugged it for the latter
2: reason. <laughs> anyway, a soldier. <laughs> a Kate, soldier. I think we all, we
1: all know at this point you've, you've had intercourse. You to I continue have. To prove it. Un-
2: unprotected. A soldier has once. <laughs> got fucking damn it. <laughs> a soldier. Uh, pardon uh, me. <laughs> a A soldier has one-upped everyone filming themselves skating while drinking cranberry juice and singing along with Fleetwood Mac with a new version of the beloved TikTok meme that was filmed hundreds of feet in the air. The video shows the unidentified soldier posting a TikTok on Saturday under the parachute canopy singing along to dreams and drinking from a jug of cranberry juice. It was captioned AATW, an apparent reference to Airborne, all the way. That's awesome, tweeted Patrick Murphy, former acting secretary of the Army. Hell yeah. Uh, By the way, (laughs) he'll be on Out and About pod soon. Uh, But the Army said they are looking into soldiers' actions for potential safety violations, as airborne operations are inherently dangerous, but it doesn't seem like they're taking it too seriously. After all, it's not like he wore a dinosaur puppet on his hand. In reference to the reenlistment that everyone lost their shit over. Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to really pay attention to your surroundings at all times and monitor where you are relative to jumpers around you. Said Colonel Joseph Pacino, an Army spokesman, who was the same one from round one, talking about uh, old Horny Fort Bragg, if you recall. So,
0: yeah, Colonel, I bet jo- he, I bet he longs for the day where somebody was jumping with a little cranberry juice. <laughs>
2: Colonel Joseph Pacino, when he gave this statement, had no idea what was to come later in the week. My God. He said, "This is not a complicated matter. It's not even an important matter. How right you are. Uh, we got to get that guy in the show. I bet he's oh, having yeah. a fucking
0: week, dude. I bet PAO some of those stories that they have to like go over constantly. If you reach <laughs> the rank where you're a colonel in PAO, the things that you've seen just meet." unbelievably outrageous yeah a lot
1: mm-hmm. going on at fort bragg this week the video also, just i'm um, really quickly just for context like if you're a colonel you're in your 40s late 40s so just to understand all this viral stuff you're probably a little bit over your head anyway
0: easily 40 i mean you don't get colonel until you've been in for like 20 years right
2: yeah so here he is dealing with this little tiktok fiasco i have no idea what was lurking what's, ahead on what's twitter
1: tick tocker
2: yeah Uh, The video of the soldier jumping, chugging the cranberry juice to dreams has been viewed almost 500,000 times on social media. TikTok Um, Buccino was unable to identify the paratrooper when asked Monday the popular TikTok trend, which is known by a variety of names, including the Cranberry Challenge Dreams Challenge or Cranberry Dreams, has seen recent involvement from former and current military members alike. One veteran recorded himself sitting on the edge of a flying helicopter doing the challenge. TikTok That was a good one. That was was a good good one. one.
1: By the way, did you know that there wasn't even an active-duty person? They rented that chopper for the day just to do that challenge?
0: Well, it works. Hardo.
1: That makes it worse. I don't care about it now.
2: It works because it got 60 (laughs) 60 million views.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: We've got to get going on military TikTok. There's the simplest shit. I saw this um, Marine corporal. She was in her barracks room explaining how to properly clean the mirror this video of her just saying don't use rags use like newspaper or paper towels or else you're gonna get the little fuzzies all over it five million views on how to clean a window oh it's I insane get it. it's I a get
2: it. military women getting their buns ready for work it has mil- they they well get that shit is views.
0: fascinating if it is the sock if, bun if yes you're good at, if you're good at you know, like a sock bun that puts asses in the seats
2: that's true. It certainly does. Uh, but this this guy jumping out of the, the underneath his parachute, chugging the cranberry juice, brings to mind a similar video from 2015 that went super viral. When an army paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne jumped with his pet fish in a water bottle to celebrate <laughs> his departure from the military, he said, "I wanted to make it awesome, and I did just that." <laughs> I love that that's his idea. Yeah, I think
0: that they should let you do that if you're if you're like an actual airborne ranger or something like that, and you do this all the time, and you've done tons of jumps. When you're getting out, you should have one last goof. Like, what do you, within reason, like obviously, like not with like a motorcycle between your legs or anything like that, but you can carry, let's put it the same rules that you have if you do show and tell in kindergarten. As long as you can stick it in your cubby, you can bring it with you. You can bring it with you. that's an easy rule.
2: I agree. Well, this sport, that was specialist Matthew Tattersall. He was getting out, but they gave him 12 extra days of duty. And more oh, recently, come
1: on. I know, Boom. I know.
2: Um, and then, yeah, there's been a couple other TikTok incidents, some great, some not so great. Uh, but the command is taking immediate action looking into this, said Buccino. Again, we need to send this guy a fruit basket or something or like a box of cigars or something, because he's having a hell of a um, we've already Why had are we
0: looking s- at the highest order? Like, I why, don't know. Like just just tell somebody, just go do some push-ups, go run, go do something. That's when. Physical training is the best. Like, yep. giving somebody paperwork and doing all that stuff, stupid.
2: Stupid stuff. And soldiers are banned from using TikTok on work phones and stuff like that, but they still, they're fair game. They're fair game on personal phones, so expect to see more of if, this. If mm. you guys
1: were still in the military, what would your policy be on private TikToks and social media in general?
0: I don't think you can have one like on a small unit level. I think that you have to like kind of – go by the base, I feel like if I would have had one, it would have been very popular. Because I would have had it going all the time with the dogs. I'd have got GoPros going, like, getting the dogs to attack me constantly. I think it would have been a hit.
2: I Mm. just got temporarily banned from TikTok, finally. Why would you do? I was using those giant suction cup dildos to open doors around the office, and they banned me.
0: Oh, yeah, they don't like sexual content. No,
2: I didn't realize. Pardon me. Hmm.
0: Mm. Alright, let's move on to round number four. This one has to deal with the chaplain. Uh, We're going over to Germany. Did any of you guys go through Germany on your way to deployments?
2: Yes. Just stopping through, but I never got to spend time, really.
0: Beautiful over there. Highlight.
2: I was buying a Toblerone bar, and the lady sneezed, and I said, Gesundheit. And we laughed. I said, that's me using a little German on you.
1: (laughs) I, I too, got a Toblerone bar thinking, like, oh, I'm in Germany. I'm going home. I'm going to treat myself to some authentic German chocolate. i thought it was
0: swiss though it is we were wrong we're idiots yeah Uh yeah okay well there's another idiot and he's a chaplain he made a series of bad decisions see i hate stories like this where they kind of bury the lead in the headline or like ignore the major matters in here like there's some parts that we're going to make fun of and some parts of these are egregiously serious yeah like it is it is objectively funny imagining a chaplain sitting at a macaroni grill Head up his ass, five cosmopolitans deep, and passed out. Or the MPs have to go up and get him. If you've served in the military, that is funny. Like <laughs> it just is. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get started with the actual story that why, why we wanted to talk about it because this chaplain, who was a major, Daniel Wood, was sentenced Tuesday at a general court martial. Kate, we're gonna do a little stolen valor. Katie, what are the three types of court martial?
2: General, special, and regular.
0: No cons.
1: Uh I never got court martialed, so how would I know? Uh oh, nice. oh,
0: general God. knowledge question. Kyle, I bet you know.
3: General special Isn't that
0: it? No more. is the other one. Solar summary. Summary. Oh, uh, summary special and um, general. It only happens of- in the summer. Yeah, a little summary. It's uh, very different from a winery court-martial. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So he pleaded guilty to being absent without leave. He also was found guilty of larceny, conduct on becoming an officer, and a gentleman. Yeah. I Mm. did
2: not know you could get charged for not being a gentleman. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the
0: same thing. It's just like a combination word, really. Ladies, we're fair game. We can be
2: as unladylike as we want. You can only get charged for not being a
0: gentleman. (laughs) The one-day trial depicted a chaplain struggling with life who was unable to let go of his marriage of more than 26 years, I think that's a little understandable. Like yeah. if somebody's going through a divorce after 26 years, you understand they're going to have some up and down. It should not involve destruction of their property. It should not involve larceny. Or stalking right? like, them. <laughs> yeah, or stalking them. All those things would be bad, especially two years after you get a divorce. The theft occur- occurred when Wood, a full gospel chaplain, whatever that is, drove off the Ramstein Air Force Base shop bet in 2019 without paying for 99 bucks in fuel. The next day, on Mother's Day, military police were called to escort Wood from the macaroni grill on Ramstein after he drank five blood orange Cosmopolitan cocktails. It is so rude to put that into the article. It's totally not necessary. Five. There's oh. many
2: elements to this. Mother's Day, the macaroni grill is bad enough the on-base macaroni grill and blood yeah, orange dude. cosmos That's... because if you
0: want to go to eat on base and get the mother's day special i can't imagine germany's on the same like mother's day schedule that we are here in america so you would imagine that it's just like a bunch of military families that are at the macaroni grill because the dad don't want to cook and mom yeah like taking mom out for a nice little brunch next thing you know the fucking chaplains knee deep in some cosmos and if you're struggling with
2: divorce don't go out to eat on Mother's Day. My God, good what a! Wha- Lord, no. uh, also, this made me think he was like passed out after five. I think in my good old pre-pregnancy days, I think I could handle about seven and still be able to like another. Well, what to are
1: the chances park. you don't go to what
0: Macaroni the- Grill to tie it on with some Cosmo without pre-gaming a little? You
2: pre-game bit. Yeah, a little bit, but
1: also this chaplain. Who's to say that he was? He might have just not been a big drinker to begin with. So maybe yeah, that's probably one, what's going on here. I him mean, him on his butt.
0: I'm not one to drink shame. But a Cosmo is not one that I would normally... That's a lot of sugar. In a True. True. Cosmopolitan that you're just asking for a hangover. Well, it goes on. That's where the story stops being funny. And then it be- picks up here. The property damage occurred about two months later when Wood, who has been separated from his wife for years, busted the rear-, rear window of her car. He had shown up at her home unannounced one evening, yelled profanities, and banged on her apartment door before breaking the car window. Wood also was found not guilty of stalking his wife on a charge related to that night other incidents the last springs through text message i don't understand how he gets i don't know
2: how he got away with that i don't know but it seems a little stalky to me if you're uh seems very stalky yeah especially Uh, years later too so he ended
0: up just pleading guilty to absent without leave from his job there and he admitted that he ignored an email from a supervisor and he said i was distraught due to life circumstances i am so also sorry to my supervisors in the army um the government prosecutor said that he acted with impunity, his emotional pain didn't excuse or justify his misconduct, and that as a chaplain, he can't help others if he can't handle his own affairs, which is very true. The, de- the defense, in asking for a reprimand and forced to pay, noted that Wood stood to lose some $1.2 million in benefits when he becomes eligible to retire in 2024. And I think they do make a, a good point here. This is the time to look at the chaplain as a human being, as a person who doesn't have all the answers in the world. A lot of times you do look at folks who are in the mental health community who constantly are talking to other people. You just assume that they have all of their ducks in a row. Not the case. Like it's just because you're a chaplain doesn't mean you have all your ducks in a row at all. But it also doesn't excuse the actions that you do.
1: Correct. Yeah. I think that the same could be said for any any – Senior NCO right. or officer, you look at a commander and you think like, oh, he's a commander. He must, must be the smartest person in our entire unit and doesn't get affected by anything in his outside life. And that's just not the case. Everyone's mm. still human, as they said.
2: Well, I think this is another one of those things where it's like it's like that mental health dilemma people feel when they're into whatever your rank is. Because this sounds like it was a slow burn. And I feel like people should have stepped in way earlier than this. And yeah, there had to be some time out. Dude, you got to get help. But then there's that fear. Well, if you help a buddy or a coworker, or you you speak to hire and say, hey, you know, this kid keeps getting alcohol incidents. We got to take a time out here and instead of punishing him, send him away because then it's like, well, do they lose their clearance? Do they lose all their respect? Do they lose this? Do they lose that? And so people tend to let these things go with their buddies and coworkers. when sometimes you got to be like time out. You got to go. Get help somewhere, buddy. Like we and this
1: could
0: happen in the chaplain community. I would think very easily. It's not like this is a specialist who has to show up at formation at zero seven. Yeah, like this is somebody who chaplains by and large are on their own program all the Mm -hmm. time. Like they're not Mm -hmm. reporting into anybody every day. Like nobody's going to be like, "Where the fuck is the chaplain at? We got shit to do." Like that's not (laughs) going down.
1: Yeah. No, no, you're you're right. And I have to imagine as a chaplain when you were just or just any mental health professional for that matter, when you're constantly hearing the worst from everybody. That has to take a toll on you if, if your job is filled with nothing but negativity in, in a lot of ways. And obviously, there's positivity in the ways that you're helping people. But if you're just constantly hearing problems, they, well, should, he was, they should make a mandatory time away. I think you for, guys for are chaplains. giving
2: him too much. He was a resource manager in the religious support office. So it's not like he's out like amongst the people like over dead bodies or anything. Like I, I don't know. Oh, I'm just, not giving him
0: support. I'm just saying like chaplains are <laughs> – It's not if somebody falls through the crack, you could see it being a chaplain who's not like <laughs> yeah, yeah, constantly yeah. monitored. Right. Yeah.
2: But I, I think definitely this is a case of slow burn and people should have probably, not that I'm blaming anybody else for his actions, but people probably should have stepped in way sooner to be like. yeah, but, uh,
1: but because I think there are so many stereotypes in the military in general, people just assume, oh, he's the chaplain. He's good. You're not a chaplain if you're not mentally all there. So he's probably just good. That's why part of the reason you're left to be on your own.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are as very much an individual billet in a lot of ways. All right, let's move on to round number five. Hopefully that guy gets some help, and hopefully his wife fucking gets exactly. some help because she's she had to deal with his bullshit. Like, yeah. you look at the person who's doing it, but the person who's behind the scene, who is the target of the harassment, deserves much more of our sympathy for sure. Yeah. Um, let's move on to round number five. This is Katie's story of the day. Here we go.
2: All right, this comes to us from the New York Times, Mujib Mashal, Najam Rahim, and Fatima Faizi. They wrote this article about... So, quick rewind. Years and years ago, I read this article about Commander Pigeon. This really young journalist was in Afghanistan for... She had only been there like a week or so. And one of her handlers is like, would you like to go see Afghanistan's only female warlord? And she's this young, like bright-eyed, brand new. And she's like, "Uh, yes, I would. Uh, he shows her this picture of this grizzled woman surrounded by young women holding these big AKs, and she's like, "Absolutely, let's go." They take a days long journey, way, way, way deep up into the mountains. Of like, if you watch, what's that movie that everybody loved? The, um, it's heartbreaking. The sound it's, of Music. No, no. Um, Lion Afghanistan. It's a documentary.
0: Oh, oh. Um, oh. Uh, kites.
2: No, um, it's a documentary. Shrepo. Restrepo. Restrepo, it's like that kind of terrain. Sorry, we cut that part out. Um, <laughs>
1: no, 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 no.
2: Anyway, she says yes. She wants to go visit this woman, this commander pigeon, and it's way up in like a Restrepo type area with the huge mountains and up in the the Him- I guess it's the Himalayas up there or something like that. Anyways, um, it's hard to say. But it's Afghanistan's only female warlord. She meets her. It's a it's a crazy story. I'm going to read some quotes from that at the end but she this woman had been fighting since the russians landed back in the 70s and she has been a badass so i was really sad to see this week that she finally had to turn herself over to the taliban after decades and decades of being a warlord up in her little mountain area in a long conflict waged by in a fuck sorry kyle fuck in a long conflict waged by men, she's been a rare female warlord defending her fief in northern Afghanistan against the Taliban, her own relatives, and even against America-backed central government she allied with. As she grew into her 70s, ailing and bedridden with bad knees, the warlord, Bibi Aisha, took pride in having an undefeated record in decades of war. She is popularly known by Commander Kaftar, aka Pigeon in Farsi because she moved and killed with the elegance of a bird. On Thursday, the Taliban declared the end of her high-flying days. She had surrendered to them, they said in a statement, and that they welcomed her. Local officials in restive Baglan province, where she's based, and her relatives confirmed the commander's surrender and said it was only an act of survival. Her valley was so surrounded with other neighboring militias already switching sides to the Taliban that she was left with no choice. Uh, and that's a rough sign. That's happening all over. It's happening in Helmand. It's happening all over Afghanistan right now as it looks pretty clear that we're leaving the Taliban's coming back through, taking everything over. So she was not spared either. Uh, A member of the council representing her district said she had reached a deal through the Taliban commander related to her family. The Taliban spent the night at Pigeon's house. They ate there. Um, Today they left the house, took with them 13 weapons and other military gear. Her son, meanwhile, one of her sons played down the episode, saying it was more of a truce than a surrender. Okay, she's not going out without a fight. Um, but it's pretty rough. And I just wanted to read this woman, a couple of the notes from Jennifer Percy is the woman who back in 2013 was the one who went up into the mountains to interview her. Um, so I just wanted to read a couple quotes about commander pigeon. Cause I was so, I remember reading it. So when I saw the story this week, I was like, it's commander pigeon. She's the one who, who turned herself over. Supposedly she helped control all the drug trafficking routes in the North and had many houses in Kabul, but preferred to live in the mountains among the animals, she carried a gun since age 14, the same year she got married. Um, and he his reputation suffered because he let her wear pants. Big deal up there. She's like, I'm wearing pants, motherfucker. And then he <laughs> he died of a mysterious illness. This could be the Carol Baskin
1: oh. of Ooh. Warlords.
2: Um, then in 79, the Soviets swarmed her mountain and murdered her son. She turned to jihad. She went commando, organized a militia of 150 men, rode alongside Massoud, the famed leader of the Northern Alliance, Uh, And they called her, that's where she got the name Commander Pigeon. For 34 years, she commanded a group of armed fighters from her stronghold about 250 miles north of Kabul. Um, And that's the same region where the British said Afghans would slice the stomachs of Russian soldiers and leave them to die so their organs might bake in the sun. So this lady, Mm -hmm. no small beans. She said the Taliban killed two of her brothers, three nephews, two nieces, five other relatives, on a Sunday, the Muslim holiday, um, they were at evening prayers in a local mosque when a Taliban guy came in with explosives and blew himself up. So she hated the Taliban more than the Soviets. Um, but she tells a story about way back in the Soviet days. It's a beautiful day. They're eating watermelon, sipping tea. The family's outside. Russian commandos land on the hill. They shoot her son dead. She had no weapons, so she picked up a scythe, killed the commando with it, Killed for hours, stole weapons from corpses, bodies everywhere. They hung from the trees. No man questioned her. And Command Commander Pigeon bragged that when Masood died, she cried, but not, not over the bodies of her sons. Anyway, I'm rambling, but this lady, just to give
0: you it's just That needs to be a movie. That'd be incredible.
2: Fucking crazy. Mm. And this these are excerpts from this woman, uh, Jennifer Percy back in twenty thirteen. Her week up there was like a nightmare fuel. This commander woman, like if she didn't want to eat, the commander would shove food in her mouth. She followed her to the bathroom. She would sleep right next to her, snoring in her face making sure she didn't
0: move. What's that she... movie with Sally Bates where she it's like Oh, I know
1: what you're talking about.
0: Off into the w- misery. Yes. <laughs> it's like the Afghanistan version of misery.
2: Yeah. And people are like, we don't know how much of this is true because they say your your lore, your legend is very important in Afghanistan, what people think you are. And mm-hmm. so they don't know if coming down from the mountains, these stories are obviously maybe embellished a little bit, but For sure, this woman held her own for a long, long time, and I mean, she killed a lot of Taliban, and so did her men over the years, so I'm wondering what they're going to do with her, what the plan's going to be. I don't know. That
0: can't be good. No. All right, let's move into a little save rounds and alibis. Kyle, we'll start with you. What do you got?
3: First, I got two. One's real quick. It's the Hindu Kush Mountains you're thinking of, Kate. Not
0: ah, not the
2: Himalayas. the Himalayas. So my bad. The Himalayas the are kind of close. So yeah, they're pretty. They're close. neighbors. They're neighbors. Yes.
3: I mean they're That's, over there somewhere.
2: If you guys ever got the chance, like 20, 30 years from now, when the when the when the Taliban got cool and they're uh, they're letting visitors back over there, I'm sure that'll be the case. Uh, but would you go back over there ever and? If you had the chance to do like a week in the mountains there or something,
1: well, I've never been. I fish on the Helmand. You would fish in the Helmand,
3: yeah. If it's clean, if it's not just a shit river, still, (laughs) I think that'd be pretty sweet.
2: Like going up north into the mountains and like fly fishing up there.
3: No, like way down south where I was, where like it's just nothing but river. Taliban tubing trip. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah just lazy ri- it's like a lazy river go
1: lazy yeah, float, float the river and yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> it's a um, great
2: Sunday um, activity Donnie does so, went on the Pakistan side of the Hindu Kush and was remember they were throwing rocks over the river at Afghanistan and it just looked so incredible but they were like even the trip out there is soul sucking it's so you're on those like roads with no nowhere to go with, like 10,000 feet up in the air I don't know I don't know if okay. it's for me
0: yeah, and then, uh, all, I probably would just because Rocky Blyer and Kyle Carpenter ooh. has talked about their experiences and going back to where they spent time they said it was really cathartic. So if I had the opportunity to, I think I would go back to Fallujah and just check yeah. it out and see how different it for was. Sure.
2: Yeah.
3: The second thing I had going to do ZB history on the pod for tomorrow. For, well, for Friday. Uh, tomorrow is October 23rd. Today is October 23rd as you're listening. And it is the anniversary of the Beirut barracks bombing that 241 Marines and sailors died in, and 80 were injured. So that happened in 1983. Kind of still a big deal. Um, if you're in North Carolina, they have a big memorial right outside of uh, Camp, Lejeune, Camp Lejeune. And it's, it's pretty... I mean, 241... Can you imagine 241 Marines being killed in a single day? Yeah. Now, that would be, that's just, I mean, unbelievable. that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I think so, of
2: like how heartbroken you are at, at losing one friend. I can't imagine what that was like yeah. for those who survived it. It's crazy.
3: And that was, yep. I mean, that's what, 37 years? That's a long time ago. And a lot of those guys that were there, they're getting old and gray. And and it's going to be that time where there won't be very many of them that were there around. So just want to give that a, a little bump. Have people thinking about that, and that's all I have.
0: There you go, Kate.
2: Um, nothing. I don't think anything for me. Oddly enough. Cons. Yeah.
1: Number one, Kate.
2: Oh wait, well, I retract that. Given an update on the baby, we're heading into Ooh. week nineteen. Uh, the baby's fists, when they're balled up, are now the size of pan-coated chocolate discs.
0: Mm. So when you it. get
3: to the last M&M trimester. Are you going to say gangway third phase when you're on the
2: last trimester? <laughs> you yes. Yes, I am. Indeed, I am. But that's all I got.
1: Const. Yeah, so number one, Kate, you continue to always impress me with your pronunciation of names, very difficult names, so good on you. Thank you. I just make God, it up um, and roll with it. <laughs> you say it with confidence, which you're is important. You're
0: an expert in nameology.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, So actually, last weekend, New Jersey has the New Jersey Hall of Fame, and they induct people. Two things I want to make note of that were inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame was General Martin Dempsey, obviously the former uh, chief of staff of Joint Chiefs, and also the crew of the USS Battleship New Jersey. There were 55,000 sailors and Marines who served this crew from 1943 to 1991. So if you're listening and you served on the USS New Jersey, just know that you've been inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Very ah. cool. Sorry.
3: Sorry, guys and gals.
1: <laughs> um, and then lastly, I saw some chatter this week uh, because uh, ROTC, academies, whatever, had to decide what branch they were going to go into in the military. And I saw some people, I don't know, maybe, maybe not making digs, but saying how it's better to go combat support than that, than combat arms, and it makes it more difficult to transition. And I just wanted to say, for the record, like I can't disagree with that more. I think that the qualities that make you valuable as you transition out of the military, be it Army, Marines, Navy, whatever, are the intangibles that you can learn in any branch of the Army. Certainly, if you learn certain skills, and, and you know, be it in Signal Corps or you know, Chem Corps and you want to go into a specific field, that'll be very helpful. But there's going to be a learning curve for everyone, no matter what. So don't be discouraged if you get a branch in the military that is not necessarily your first choice and you think, oh, crap. Now I'm Chem Corps, Now I'm FA, and now I'm not going to be able to get a job when I get out of the army. You're very valuable as an individual coming out of the military. Period, and and you'll learn that as you go through your career. So unless just that,
2: you're a PAO, who gets horny? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, might that might be the trouble. one. That might be the one incident where you might have some trouble finding a job. Record after.
3: engagement for Fort Bragg, though. That's true. Record engagement. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. <laughs> all right, that's all i got
0: mine is that i pulled an unbelievable power move this week i threw out every single pair of socks that i had every single pair of underwear that i had in report i them saw all. that it was Unbelievable. was 24 lot. pair of socks and 15 pair of boxer shorts just all brand new felt that's so lovely. good.
2: all the that's same lovely. kind of sock
0: no i i bought some mm, some crew ro- socks and then i've got some fun socks you know i need some fun that's socks. a
2: rookie mistake that's chaps not-
0: that's not a
3: move that a guy with a blow up hot tub makes. So that's well, it's, <laughs> a,
0: it's a fancy hot tub. So how about chaps, chaps continues,
1: chaps continues to zig when everyone thinks he's gonna zag. It mm-hmm.
0: threw me off. The duality of man. Mm-hmm. Truly. <laughs> All right. Make sure that you tune in this Friday. We're also going to have. Uh, Friday or Saturday. It's going to be rough and Rowdy. It's coming up. It's exciting. It's the first one since the pandemic has been going on. Our guy, me and Kate's guy, Trailer Park, is back in action. So we're excited to see him fight this week. Bunch of good fights. Huge, like all the big stars from Rough and Rowdy. They haven't been fighting for a while, so they're all basically going to be there. Make sure you go to roughandrowdy.com to check that out. r and You can get that, and it'll be on the Roku. Yes, Kate?
2: I have one more thing. Dave Portnoy tweeted out at 10 a.m., Thank you for the text, Captain Cons, and the text says thanks for the opportunity to work at Barstool. It's an excellent place to be. I'm very grateful. Just wanted you to know. What brown nosing shit is that?
1: Yes, yeah, there might be there might be some other people who said something contrary to that sentiment. So I just wanted Dave to know where I stood. Uh,
2: your nose is a little brown. I see. <laughs> nothing hmm.
1: nothing wrong with a little appreciation for the boss.
2: Hmm. All right.
1: Hmm. Down the retreat.